Hello, my name is Rick. Ciao, my name is Millie. And this is episode 31. 31. Of season 3. 3. Oh, Yonks ago! That might have been too loud. <laughs> nah, never too loud. This is Yonks ago coming into your ears. Now, what are Yonks? They're kind of like years. Just a father and a daughter who want to know all about some people from Yonks ago. Interesting people who did interesting stuff, but about whom we don't know enough. So we're gonna dig deep and find it all out. Yonky doodlers know what we're all about. Yonks ago, hey ho, hey Yonks ago, hey ho. Molly. Uh, what was that? I don't know, but we're we're back. Uh, episode thirty-one. We've got through. I'm using a new computer. Full disclosure, yeah. and I needed a bit of tech help from my daughter Millie here. Easy, easy just, one. Just to get me through. Now that I'm running on a Mac, where I'm, Millie's all Mac, all Mac yeah. all day. Yeah, she's got the Mac attack. <laughs> uh, but I'm a bit Mac Mac newbie, Mac Mac beginner, Mac novice. Yeah. I like that one. <laughs> um, so I needed a bit of advice on how to, you know, keep things running in a slick and, you know, easily accessible way. Yeah. Um, Millie had all the answers. Yeah, he was getting a bit frustrated, and I was like, "It's okay, you mm-hmm. just do this." And now, and now we're fine. Look at us go. Uh, what I will do is I'll just check that our sound levels are good. Do it uh, now, uh, because hey, why, why wait? <laughs> Alrighty, we've just done a quick sound check. Um, despite neither of us being qualified audio engineers, <laughs> we have decided that the sound quality is fine. Yeah, it's decent. Everything is. <laughs> did you say decent as in short for decent? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know how I feel about it, but I guess I better get on it's, board. It's funny because, like, one time I was watching a show yeah. and, like, this, um, this, like, British dude yeah. was like, we want to be Dece. And so now it's like in there. And it's I think the, it's pretty funny. Are you sort of saying it ironically, but in a way that it's just going to become something you say? Like yeah. It's so bad it's so bad it's funny. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll allow it on that level, <laughs> but I do know it'll creep into my brain and then I'll start saying it. I'll be so angry with myself. <laughs> what? What can you do? <laughs> I don't know. Because it's one of those words where it feels like it's actually harder to say, to <laughs> yeah. stop saying the full word. Like the full word flows nicely. Decent. Yeah. It's a nice word. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just, you know, the... The yeah, the end of the word feels like it naturally belongs there. Yeah. So to stop yourself, it's almost harder. Yeah. Uh, and so, in terms of shortening a word, why why make your life difficult? Oh, well, see, the only the only um, context where I would do it is if I was like, if I said the whole thing and I put it on a British accent. Oh, so you need to be in full yeah. character. But just then, I did it because it just like crept into my brain. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So this is the beginning. Yeah. You heard it here <laughs> on episode 31 of Yonks Ago, yeah. Millie's des- descent into Dece. <laughs> but yeah, don't short Dece descent. Nuts. <laughs> Sorry. Dece. Um, yeah, so there's decent and there's descent. Um, so You're not, don't why start would you, saying des. Why would, you, why would you shorten descent? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're going to start our des. <laughs> I mean, it's no more foolish than shortening decent. No, because that means Where do you draw the line? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like like Dece makes uh, more sense. Like you're always shortening those types of words. Thank you for joining us on <laughs> flight nine seven five. We're going to begin our des into Melbourne. Into, we're going to begin our des into Melbourne. We're going to beg our we're going to beg our des into Melbourne. 
I mean, it makes sense in its own way, doesn't it? No, I feel like that's it. It's starting to grow on me. I know. <laughs> the more I, the more the I lend into it, the more like, I mean, they may as well. Because your brain figures out what they're trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> How much time has the pilot saved where he can be focused on the skies? Exactly. <laughs> so if you are on a plane and you do hear people start saying, we're going to beg our desk into Mel. Um, you can thank us. <laughs> beg our desk. <laughs> We're going to beg our desk. Uh, this is probably like in 100 years, yeah. every single word will just be a shortened form yeah. of how we speak now. One syllable, one sill, <laughs> one sill or get out. <laughs> Luckily, uh, our podcast is ready to go. Yonks, our pod. Yonks ago. Yeah. The pod is good to go. Yeah. Yonks ago. Yonks on. Um, we're going to have to turn it into three, a three-word podcast. Yonks, ah, go. <laughs> okay, we could do that. It's, Although oh, hyphenated. I'm Does almost, that still count as one word? I don't mind yonks, sir. Going to put on an epic yonks, sir. What about just yonks go? <laughs> I reckon yonks is better than yonks go. Yeah. <laughs> yonks flows off the tongue. Yeah, yonks Yonks go hurts my mind. But are you? But that kind of sounds like a yonks is one word. Uh, I don't mind. <laughs> That's, that's for the people to be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, it's two like, syllables. I, th- I thought yonksa was one word. No, nah, no, nah, two syllables. I guess. So they and I'll short th- yonksa to yonks, which also <laughs> works. Pop on, a, pop on an app of the pod, yonks. <laughs> Everyone. I, I mean, I'd listen. Ev's a win. That was sure for everyone's a winner. <laughs> uh, no, now that I'm thinking about it, yeah. that... That works, and that sounds good. <laughs> Ev's a win. That that could be like a classic Australian saying, like, oh, I went over to Aussie. And <laughs> <laughs> went over to Aussie and they were saying, Ev's a win. And I was like, what are you talking about? And they're like, you know, I was sure for everyone's a winner. No worries. And, I, and then I was like, what's a winner? <laughs> winner. <laughs> Uh, you're right. So, look, um, we're on the forefront of language evolution right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, because when you're on a flight, Ev's a win when you <laughs> beg the, des- the desk into Melb. <laughs> that sounds really good. <laughs> I'm on board. One syllable You're word. on board the flight and you're on board this whole one syllable, yeah. one syllable. One syll. Dev, <laughs> devolution. The dev. Yeah. The dev into yeah. one syll is... Uh, the dev of the lang. <laughs> the dev of the lang into one cell is uh, what we are all about, Ab. Mm. Um, mm. Leave it with me. I think we, some of words we just got to erase completely and make up new words. Um, no, I reckon they'll find their natural, their natural like about, I could, almost, I could almost see it going to abs. That's what we're abs, mate. Oh, facts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, you know who wasn't doing this? Don Bradman. No. He he liked language as it was. He was all for the three syllables. <laughs> he feared change. Don Bradman, that's three syllables. It's two words. It's three syllables across two words. Yeah. But I feel like that made him pretty Everyone called him Donny anyways. <laughs> yeah. So really, that's more syllables. Actually, he was at the forefront because you know what they called him? The Don. Oh. Two one-syllable words. Yeah. His name was Donald Bradman. Mm. But he was known as the Don. Yeah. He was he was getting shortened to, to one syllable before anyone even thought it was a cool thing. Damn. <laughs> Don B. Oh, I can't call you Donny B anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> I have to call you the Don in, in, in honour of our new uh, newfound strategy. It will hurt my brain if I continue to try to shorten all of my words yeah. to one syllable. So we'll, we'll uh, you know, we'll, we'll play it by ear. 
but um, I'm not going to make it a rule. It will be way easier in a hundred years when it's the norm. <laughs> in a in a hundred, doesn't matter. <laughs> Can't really do numbers, can you? Because they keep getting bigger. What I'm saying is, there's a lot of things that need to be workshopped. Um, but once, look, in a hundred years, they'll have a filter where you can <laughs> where you can put old podcast episodes through the syllable filter, yeah, through the sill fill, <laughs> and it'll just. <laughs> Condense all of the podcasts into the into the one syllable words that you want it to be when yeah. you're 100 years in the future, yeah. which we are because we lived a long time. Because of <laughs> medical, medical science. Yeah. Thanks, Or science. not. Or not because of oh, climate of change. Everything else. Yeah. <laughs> climb, climb change. Because of, the, because of the climate change. Some one syllable words. Some one syllable words are really long. Yeah. You're like, they've squeezed a lot of mouth into one syllable. What's like that? Change. Well, takes the word, you on a journey. The word crisp. You start it at the back of yeah. your mouth and it goes forward. Yeah. So it feels like you're going on a, a journey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so change feels the same. Yeah. Where, you, where you've got the, the chunky start and the chunky end. That sounds like you're starting here at yeah. the front yeah. and you're going back and then you end at the front. Yeah. Change. It's a real mouth journey for it, one syllable. Yeah. Unusual. So they're going to be interesting words in the future of the of the, of the one sill. Yeah. Um, <laughs> These some, I think some words will have more status. Yeah, like more stat. <laughs> even though they fit within the, the one-sill rule, they take your mouth on a journey that most one-sill words don't. Yeah. Well, well, well. Mm. Takes you on a journey, almost feels like you're on a flight and you're going to beg your desk. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Don, the Don, uh, the fallout. From uh, the Bodyline series, which we've just finished talking about in recent episodes, mm. um, England won the series 4-1 thanks to Jardine's rock-solid Bodyline captaincy Yeah, uh, and Larwood's unbelievably fierce bowling. Uh, and look, people tried, but they failed to, to, to conquer them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jardine's dictatorial... Dict- Tutorial approach, outstanding strategic and tactical skill, and obsessive hate of the Don <laughs> had engineered an unimagined outcome for the visitors. So he had the triple, he had the, the three pillars of success. Mm-hmm. To, he was a dictator, <laughs> he, right? it was his way or the highway. Um, he had the strat, unbelievable strat, and he hated the Don. Yeah. Those three things propelled them to series victory. Trifecta. <laughs> the tri- was the trifecta. Mm-hmm. He was the trifecta. <laughs> the trifecta made him the trifecta. Mm. Uh, so hats off to Jardine, everyone, even though by the end of it, everyone hated his guts. Yeah. Uh, Bit of a villain. <laughs> and we say the Don failed uh, because he didn't, he didn't help Australia to victory. Because he did. Um, he did fail. <laughs> but his average for the series... Of 56.57 was better than any main batsman um, in in the series on either side. Okay. So he had the best batting average and, a, yeah. and an average of 56.57 would not be sneezed at today. Mm-hmm. But by his standards, pitiful. Yeah, terrible. Yeah. Why bother? Mm. You've let yourself down, you've mm-hmm. let country down, you've let your wife down. Yeah. You've... Does he have a wife now? Yeah, didn't, yeah, remember he got married and they went on that honeymoon? Yeah. To yeah, America? Yeah, I do. Yeah, um, yeah, but, yeah. But can we remember her name? I feel like it was... Rebecca, no. I no, no, We really should, but this this sums up. Wasn't it like a like kind of like a male-sounding name? Mm, I don't know. I feel like it was like a Jenny or a Jennifer or a Yeah, Janine. that sounds right. Um, I feel like she was coming up in the story, so let me see if I can just quickly, without pausing the podcast, Whoa, in life- can I find a way... To get the information I need, Jesse. 
You yeah. were right. Yeah, I knew it was like like a gender neutral name. I was close with the J, Jenny, yeah. um, and you had the the gender neutral. What did I guess first? Um, Rebecca. Rebecca. <laughs> Jesse, Rebecca. I can see how they're in the same wheelhouse. <laughs> like that, no. that, they don't get yeah. along, and they look no. completely different. Yeah, <laughs> but they've been to the same. I wheelhouse. think I was thinking of. Rebecca McBean <laughs> from from podcast, podcast. crossover. Yeah. Uh, look, Yonks, Yonks, Yonky Doodlers. If you are not uh, a listener, <laughs> if you don't listen to my other podcast, how about this? Uh, you're missing out. Mm-hmm. Get on board. It's there's not enough Millie in the podcast for my liking, but she yeah. pops up from time to time. Yeah. That theme song here, or um, you know, some content. Special mention. Yeah, special mentions. <laughs> I'm always talking about Millie did this. Oh, yeah. Millie did that. Oh. <laughs> That sort of stuff. It's good stuff. So, look, yeah. if you like uh, the the vibe of Yonks Ago, you'll probably also enjoy How About This. Yeah. Get onto it. <laughs> All one syllables. Um, but you will need to listen to about 390 episodes roughly to get the Rebecca. 364. To get the Rebecca McBean <laughs> reference because I can't tell you exactly oh, what yeah. episodes she appears in. But it's a, it's quite a few. Yeah. She gets a decent <laughs> men, a mention. But I guess for a decent man, <laughs> she gets a decent man. But uh, for full context, for full con, um, you probably yeah, I couldn't give you what episode. So no. listen to them all. That's my yeah. advice to you. <laughs> yeah, me too. Get stuck in. Oh, it's worth the journey. Yeah, <laughs> it's hella worth the journey. <laughs> um, but now, now that I've gone to find um, Jesse's name, I've lost where I am. But now I found it again. Whoa. Look at bounce back. <laughs> I'm on the bounce back. Um. So look, we're just wrapping up uh, the body line. Look, Bradman failed, but you know, only in, only by his own standards. Mm. Um, he was basically by anyone else's standards a roaring success. Um, nevertheless, so his average, um, yeah, was about half as good as his normal average. That's Not why a P- it felt like a failure. Not a PB. Um, and I guess the team was relying on him to be his normal yeah. run scoring self, and he was only just. A, a better than most people, not unbelievably better than most people. Yeah. So shame on you, Don Bradman. Take a good, long, hard look at yourself. <laughs> um, and so there was uh, – now Bradman's view of Bodyline, um, he warned after Bodyline series, Bradman warned that it would lead to each side stacking their team with speed merchants hell-bent on breaking ribs on a bad day. Oh, dear. Um, and breaking heads on a good one. Uh, <laughs> and he said, while this brought spectators to the game for the 1932-33 Bodyline series, in time attendances would dwindle. Shot making such as, you know, driving, cutting, glancing, a whole range of shots would be phased out of the game mm. and only the hook and the pull shot would be be left uh, unless players were, you know, at Bradman level where they could occasionally, you know, jump around and play other shots. Mm. But um, mostly the game would descend into a very boring, homogenous, one-sided battle. Um, And furthermore, Bodyline was already being introduced and copied at lower levels of the game. Oh, dear. Which was resulting in injuries uh, across the board. Uh, So that's bad news. For your youngsters Unless, out there. <laughs> I mean, suck just, it up, kids. Just toughens them up, really. <laughs> it does. If you can't handle the body line, uh, you can't handle cricket. Mm. Um, so no other player at test level had Bradman's speed or, or reflexes to avoid being struck. This meant that batsmen at lower levels of the game were getting struck sooner, uh, would get struck sooner or later by a halfway accurate or moderate body line bowler. All right, so they're, they're starting to worry. In February 1933... 
the MCC were stuck between a rock and a hard place, you see, because they could they they sort of agreed the body line was not good for the game of cricket, mm-hmm. but they backed Douglas Jardine. Yeah, uh, and it had succeeded. They'd won they'd won the series. They'd gotten the better of Don Bradman, which mm. was their whole plan, and they'd they'd supported it. So now the MCC, who was the home of cricket, the 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 the, the home of the spirit and the rules of cricket. We're like, we really kind of want to outlaw body line, but that would be throwing our man Jardine under the bus yeah. and saying you're a dirty dog. Hypocrisy. Yeah. Surely they were just like being like, this is the whatever. Yeah. So they're starting to get a little bit, oh, what are we going to do? And the celebrations had turned sour for Jardine even before he and the team returned home when one high-ranking, high-profile supporter of the team, F.R. Foster, Way. the Foz, <laughs> um, who had been consulted on fast leg theory mm-hmm. before the Australian tour, he attacked the England captain, Way. writing in a newspaper, Douglas Jardine, I am ashamed of England's win. <gasps> so am I. Ashamed. Uh, Foster told the media, I will face you on your return with these words on my lips. <laughs> um, so they're, go- they're throwing the word shame yeah. at Jardine. It- he's on the ship home thinking, mm. "How? what a reception am I going to get when notice, I get home? Notice how these dudes are only getting mad, like only getting like a little bit sus at Bodyline after yeah. they win. Yeah, look, like, all quiet on oh, the English front while, uh, while it's happening. Like, oh. Everyone a bit of shush until we win. Yeah. And then say what you like. Mm. But until then, it's working. Mm-hmm. So let's let it play out <laughs> and then we'll assess it afterwards. And now they're all piling on and Foster's the first. The Foz mm. is the first to kick off with shame, Jardine, mm. shame, says he. Um, and so Foster disassociated himself from Bodyline and was incensed with being linked with it after his successful tour of Australia in 1911 and 12. So he obviously had a history of going there mm. and applying uh, a watered-down version of Bodyline, which was within the spirit of the game. So yeah. this was – this was um, yeah, Bodyline was fast leg theory taken to the stupid to the stupid level. Yeah. Like to the max. Yeah. Uh, kind of like us when we got stuck on one-syllable words like – yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good in good in theory, good in moderation, but possibly. I mean, we'll see. Hundred years from now, yeah. Who can tell? We're just foreshadowing. Um. So this controversial, so Bodyline was about to become a serious issue for the MCC and the home of cricket. Um. So this is the the yeah. Uh. So this is the fallout, I guess, from from Bodyline mm. after the. 1930s. So after the Bodyline series, the Board of Control kept the pressure on the MCC to have Bodyline outlawed by giving umpires the power to take action against bowlers who resorted to it. So Woo. umpires could step in and say, "Hey, hey, 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 what's going on here?" Unless they're oh, unless they're bribing the umps. I mean, who wouldn't bribe an ump or two? Be like, you know, <laughs> let me do Bodyline. Yeah, give me a little. I'm, I'm not aiming at the body. I'm just. Yeah. I'm a bad bowler. <laughs> I was aiming over there. It keeps going at the body. Oh, curse my poor bowling. Um, so the MCC, yeah, so they want the MCC to dilute it. As I said, they're, they're in a dilemma because they'd appointed Jardine, backed his methods, it had worked. Um, now it all, the pressure mounted in June when the governor of South Australia, 
His name, Sir Alexander Hall Ruthven. Woo! That's a he. That's a action-packed name. There's a yeah. lot going on. There's hyphens. Sir Alexander Hall Ruthven. Hall hyphen Ruthven. Damn. Um, he wrote to the British Secretary um, for the Dominions. Don't know what that means. Mm, neither. <laughs> uh, James Thomas. Simple name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> G- Jimmy Jimmy Thomas, nah, it's got to be James Thomas. Jimmy Thomas doesn't roll off the tongue. So Alexander yeah. Hoare Ruthven, with his extravagant names, mm-hmm. writing a letter to his to the British Secretary James Thomas. Different ends of the spectrum. Yeah, um, just like you and me, Dad. Uh, about the Australian side uh, and the feelings uh, and the issues in Australia, and he wrote that the that feeling rankles even to the extent of a reluctance to buy English goods. Businessmen inform me it is going on to a certain extent in this city of Adelaide today. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's written to England saying people aren't buying English stuff now because they this whole body line yeah. thing has gotten under their skin. Anything English is cursed. Thanks because you're doing <laughs> nothing about this body line. Ban body line or say goodbye to all your overseas Australian sales. So true. All <laughs> right. So they're pulling the, the – they're getting, hitting them in the hip pocket because mm. if you're not going to listen to logic – to the spirit of the game, yeah. Oh, you're ruining cricket. They don't care. They just want to win. But if yeah. you say, "Hey, hey, you're not going to make any money anymore," all of a sudden England's like, "What's going on here?" Mm. Uh, so James Smart. Thomas shows hit that shows that letter to the British government uh, to a cabinet colleague, Lord Hallisham. So he brought in someone with a more extravagant name. Mm. James Thomas is like, "I don't have the name to deal with this whole situation. <laughs> I'm no Hall Ruthven. <laughs> I need someone who's got a little more syllables going on than me." Um, so this is back in the day when syllables were respected. Yeah, not yeah. Like the future. Yeah. Um, so Lord Hallisham. Woo! Uh, he showed it to him and he showed it to the MCC's president. So trying to starting to get some traction. Mm. And then um, this on top of the fact the West Indies uh, cricket team mm. toured uh, England then and they used body line against England. Sucks. See, England hadn't had to face body line because no. Australia uh, had painted themselves into a corner where they couldn't use body yeah. line unless they felt like hypocrites. But West Indies are like, this seems like a good plan Yeah, to me. whatever. <laughs> We're coming to England. Let's give it a crack. Yeah. Um, so now England get a little taste of their own medicine in their own country. It sucks to suck. Um, and so Jardine is the captain of this uh, team. This is yeah. the first time he's had to face um, body line. So the two bowlers... Constantine and Griffith, the West Indian bowlers, Woo! they were not at Larwood levels no. of skill and um, and venom, but they did give the England batsmen an absolute pummeling in the second test at Manchester. Several players were bruised, <laughs> and uh, Hammond, I had, laugh. <laughs> Hammond had his chin split open. So he copped a ball to the chin, blood everywhere. Got to dodge those ones. He was so upset that he said he would retire from first class cricket. If body line was not stopped, oh, well, here we go. Yeah. Now the English cricketers are like, well, I see what the yeah. Australians were saying. This yeah. is a bunch of nonsense. Don't like it. Jardine, however, the face of body line, mm. he came in, batted gutsily, made 127 runs. So what's so bad about body line? Yeah. Suck it up. <laughs> Just score runs against it. <laughs> So, well done, Jardine, because there's a lot of pressure on him. Yeah. Because if he gets absolutely towed up by body line, that'd, he's going to look pretty stupid. That'd be a bit funny, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. Mm. And I bet a lot of people wanted him mm. to get absolutely smacked in the face by body line. 
Like, see? Yeah, and be like, well, that's what we're trying to tell you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, he probably batted better than he ever has and yeah. made a ton of runs. And everyone's like, oh, maybe we just need to be a bit more bat like Jardine. <laughs> uh, and not like Don Bradman. Um, but nevertheless, he could not fight back. Uh, he couldn't fight back hard with it because Larwood was injured <laughs> because he had not recovered from his breakdown in Australia when he'd been forced to bowl on his bleeding feet he's, by Jardine. He's got no feet left. He's got no feet. He's running in on stumps, <laughs> little stubs, uh, little nubs. That's the word I'm looking for. Little bloody nubs. He was running in on, and his feet haven't grown back. No. Uh, so he's not there bowling for England. Um, and so yeah, it's a little bit easy. So this whole thing is opening the English eyes mm. about body line and forcing the issue and having making the MCC have a good, long, hard think about it. Bradman, in the meantime, spent the Australian winter of 1933 attempting to keep fit. Oh, yeah. Despite intermittent abdominal pains... And dispiriting languor. What does that mean? I don't know. Is he pregnant? It sounds like he might be pregnant. <laughs> um, this dispiriting languor had dogged him since before the Bodyline series. Doctors were mystified and could only prescribe relaxation. Mm. Just like chill, Donny, Donny, chill, yeah. Donny, Donny, chill. Maybe he just got a little bit of anxiety. It feels like that's what it was. He's, yeah. he's, he's a bit down. Yeah. He's a bit depressed. Um, he's got... a. Touch of the sads. It is winter, so maybe he's got seasonal, seasonal depression. Seasonal, yeah. I mean, he's, you I mean, know. come on. Winter's uh, a hard time. Let me just absolutely double check. All right, hey Siri, hey Siri, <laughs> Siri's not playing ball with me. Um, I've got to, I've got to find out what dispiriting languor is, but I've got to type it in like some sort. See, this is where these long syllable words. Wait here, I'll get my Siri. What is it? What's the word? Dispiriting languor. Siri, what does dispiriting languor mean? Here's what I found. Here's what I found. She didn't. Nah. What oh, so, oh, I found it. Something that is dispiriting mm-hmm. causes you to lose your enthusiasm and excitement. Yeah, no, I got that. What's languor though? What's yeah, languor? it doesn't. It's not giving me anything on languor. Ooh, languor. Well, Siri didn't. Um, all right, I'm just going to f- figure out 100% what languor means and I'm not going to take no for an answer. I'm almost there. I've finished my typing. Languor, <laughs> tiredness or inactivity, especially when pleasurable. What? <laughs> That's so weird. He's, so he's, he's, so he's, so he's, he's like- exhausted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's just got. Yeah, he's he's absolutely spent. Uh, is the is the emotionally gist of- and f- physically? Yes, um, and he's just turning twenty five. Oh, just uh, with a laid. solid year of cricket possibly in front of him. In August of that year, that's uh, when that's when he's birthed. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. So he must have been about to turn twenty five or just turned twenty five. He taxed his mind rather than his body. By sitting for and passing an examination on the laws of cricket set by the New South Wales Umpires Association. Yeah. So he's just gone, test me. It's because he's a Virgo. Yeah, he's <laughs> a test me. I want to have How much do I know about cricket? Yeah. I know heaps. Um, his keenness on the laws and the betterment of the game uh, had seen him earlier in the year, at the height of the bottom line crisis, write to the MCC, humbly suggesting 
un- a different rule change, unrelated to oh, play is line. He su- is he suggesting a rule change? Yeah, he's just said oh. to the MCC, what about if uh, when a batter uses their pads against the ball, pitched outside the line of off stump, it should be judged LBW if, in the umpire's opinion, the ball was going to hit the wicket. Um, so that is... What? Did he just invent LBW? No, I think it's a... A tightening of the uh, LBW rules because I think it's when if a if a batter isn't offering a shot when they just use their pad instead of their oh. bat. Um, it used to be if the ball was outside the line of the stump, mm-hmm. you couldn't be out LBW even if it looked like it was going to hit the stump. You okay, know what I mean? yeah, it had to be in line with the stump. Yeah, when it, when it hit your pad. And going to on to hit the oh yeah, and going on to hit the stump, yeah, which is I what see. it is when you're when you're when you're offering a shot, yeah, I think, uh, still to this day. Mm-hmm. But so it's got to hit in line and be hitting the stumps, yeah, um, or something along those lines. But he was saying if they're not offering a shot, what if it doesn't matter where the ball hits the pad? If I you see. think that ball was going to go on to hit the stumps, it should still be out. I see because they're not using their bat. Because in in body line, do they not? Hit it in line. Do they not? Uh, I think this had nothing to do with oh, body okay. line. Yeah, as I was saying, this had nothing to do with body line. He was just, he was just okay. thinking about LBW yeah. thing. And I hate it when batters don't use their bats. I see. And the fact that as soon as they see that the ball's outside the line of the stumps. That makes sense. They just kick it away with their pads. Yeah. And they're like, whatever. Doesn't that makes matter. sense. Even if the ball Yeah, was go- you should be penalised for that. Yeah, and that's what Donnie B thought. You can't just put your leg there. Yes. So facts, I agree. Yes. Um... Uh, such a law would not have been in the interests of batsmen, uh, mm-hmm. which he was one, yeah. um, but made for better and brighter cricket as it would have forced batters to play, uh, to use their bat to play the ball. Yeah. It was several decades before this advice was belatedly heeded and such a rule was introduced, but it was. He, uh, he got that rule changed and the game's better for it. Slade. So well done, Don Bradman. Um, and also... I mean, smooth move, sending uh, suggestions to the MCC about rule changes yeah. right in the middle of body line. It, nothing to do especially, with body line. Especially like, like, like hindering your ability as a batsman. I know. It's like selfless. Yeah. He just wanted the game to be a better game. Yeah. Well, this is the first time in a long time where I'm like, good work, Don Brabant. Yeah. The Don. <laughs> he's put his own ambitions aside. Yeah. And he said, this game needs needs to be about bat versus ball, mm. not pad versus ball. So so true. Yeah. And I've always said that. Yeah. Um so yeah, so he's got that done. He's he's been testing his mind. He's he's interested in the laws of cricket. Um Aren't we all? <laughs> and he's but he's 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 unwell. In yeah. the midst of all this, he's struggling. Uh, there's a lot of cricket on the horizon and he was periodically unwell through the, the domestic season, which made his busy cricket schedule and three areas of work very demanding. What were his three areas oh of work? Goodness. I think all media stuff mm. and probably one sports store that he worked at, <laughs> yeah. if I know Don. Don. <laughs> Loves a sports store. Yes. Um, it was very demanding. Jesse, his wife, mm-hmm. is the strain in her role as wife, nurse and assistant. <laughs> He was fortunate to have such a strong and loving companion. Absolutely he was. Yes. Um, Jesse even drafted his writing. Hang on a second. (laughs) Jesse even drafted his writing and broadcast material. 
She, she recalled, I would take notes at the matches. That meant Don wouldn't have to worry about it while he was playing. Sounds like Jesse was doing a lot of the She's, heavy lifting. Yeah. I think the Don's like, oh, I feel so, oh my guts. Oh, Jesse, could you, oh. Need someone to take notes on this game, Jesse. It's giving the emotional labour of Jesse. Yeah. Jesse, can you write this essay for me, Jesse? The Don. Um, so I'm starting to suspect that a lot of um, the work that Don got credit for was Jesse through and through. Yeah. 100% Jesse certified trademark, no looksy backsies. <laughs> Um, justice for Jesse. Yeah, Jestus. <laughs> Jest- Hashtag Jestus. <laughs> how much? Yeah, like how? Sounds like she was doing a, the bulk. Yeah. The bulk, and he would just sign his name at the bottom of it <laughs> from Don Bradman after she drafted the whole thing. Yeah, nuts. Uh, so let's get on board. We need a wave, uh, a get up campaign. Hashtag Jestus. <laughs> um, but they were both. Much relieved to see the contracts with uh, the newspapers uh, and the radio stations come to an end in early 1934. What's he going to do with himself? Uh, I think the whole pressure cooker environment of living in Sydney and being Don Bradman was getting the better of the Don. Yeah. Uh, And, and, you know, obviously his dispiriting languor was taking its toll. Yeah. Uh, and then a solution to his problems appeared when a member of the Board of Control, Harry Hodgetts. That's some nice alliteration. Oh, you got to trust Harry Hodgetts. <laughs> Anything he'd suggest, I'd be like, all right. It's so true. I'm yeah. on board, Harry Hodgetts. <laughs> <laughs> he offered Don a career in stockbroking. Hello. Bye-bye, sell-sell. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it would give Bradman the opportunity to test test his skills in the field of facts and figures, which he loves. Mm-hmm. We know he loves a fact mm-hmm. and a figure, um, which was something he'd been, always been interested in. Uh, and Hod- Harry Hodgetts was a broker in Adelaide, which meant that the Bradmans would have to <gasps> move to Adelaide. Let's go. So that means he's going to get out of Sydney, which he's not enjoying because that's the epicenter of you know the pressure cooker environment. Mm. Um, it's like being an AFL footballer in Melbourne. And they often like to move to if they don't enjoy yeah. being in the the goldfish bowl of the media attention. <laughs> they go to they like when Buddy Franklin moved to Sydney. Oh, I remember that well. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know you loved it. <laughs> yeah, my favourite day <laughs> in history. <laughs> and it was like it was good for him because he was no longer in the in the pressure cooker environment. Yeah, he didn't have dispiriting languor His anymore. Dispiriting languor cleared right up. <laughs> yeah. The dislang gone. <laughs> <laughs> No dislang for the bud no more. No. <laughs> um, and so everything's shaping up. The Bradmans are moving to Adelaide so he can become a stockbroker, but mostly, you know, a cricketer with a little bit of stockbroker, a little bit of buy, buy, sell, sell yeah. on the side. <laughs> Every now and then he'll just walk past the stockbroking firm and go, bye. <laughs> and, and then that's it. That's his day done. Yeah. So, <laughs> or he's like, look, if in this game I make an even number of runs, bye. Mm. If I make an odd number of runs, sell. If I get so bold, double buy. <laughs> what was nah? I was just I had one thought, but it wasn't like a full thought. Oh. So don't worry about it. Okie <laughs> dokie. Um, uh, and so look, I think that's all the time we've got um, with for this episode. We've done well. I think we have we've done covered well. some ground. The, yeah. the, the, the we've discovered the Jesse did a lot of work uh, yeah. for, for the Don. 
un, unheralded. Mm-hmm. And now they're um, they're on the move to Sydney, and to, from Sydney to Adelaide, <laughs> which means the Don is no longer going to be a New South Wales cricket player. No. He's going to be a South Australian cricket player. South Aussie. How happy would the South Australians be? Yeah. Oh, we're getting a new bloke into our team. Oh, who? His name's Bradman. Don, <laughs> Don, have you heard of him? Don, Don Bradman, have you heard of him? I hear he's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> but imagine if you are uh, like if you batted in the in the batting spot that the Don the Don oh. batted in. You'd be like, oh, I love batting number three for South Australia. <laughs> who are they getting? Who are they getting in? Don Bradman. Oh. oh dear. Oh. <laughs> but you take it. You take it. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> He's going to buy by South Sal. It's going to be awesome. Um, so, look, we'll leave it there. We'll check back in with the, the Bradman's move to Adelaide um, in the next episode of <gasps> Yogsago. I did not muck around. Just straight to it. Mate, sometimes you just got to hit them. Just so, so, an ambush ending. Just like, just like one syllable words. <laughs> yep. <laughs>